here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers. This is the Packers Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Packers Wire editor, Zach Krause. The 2020 NFL season is basically upon us, and I'm excited to talk Packers football each week this season, along with Zach Cruz of the Packers Wire website. Zach wasn't able to join me this week, but the next man up is another football expert who's going to be collaborating with us on this podcast and many more across the USA Today Sport Network's NFL Wire sites. That expert is Corey Bonini of TheHuddle.com. Corey, I appreciate you. Thanks for being here to help kick off the Packers Wire podcast. Oh, happy to be here. Excited. We're so close to the NFL season. It feels like it might actually happen. It, it feels close. You know, with no preseason games, it's like it's almost like it's sneaking up on us, but it, it's there. It's like lurking around the corner, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Corey's our fantasy football expert. So that's where I want to focus this week's show. We'll also have a sports betting tips coming up later from our guys at the Sportsbook Wire. But Corey, I knew I'd have you on at some point. I didn't know it'd be week one, but this is almost a perfect time because there are so many interesting fantasy angles when it comes to the Packers. Like, let's start with Aaron Rodgers with the ascension of guys like Kyler Murray and Josh Allen. How far has Rodgers slipped down the board in your estimation? And, and when should people be targeting him uh, for the best value? I think he's going earlier than he should be. Truthfully, they don't have a lot of weapons outside of Devontae Adams. It's kind of a crapshoot, isn't it? I mean, you have a strong running game. You have an offensive philosophy that intends to pound the ball. They spend draft capital on improving the backfield, not improving the receiving core. So I, I'm not crazy about Aaron Rodgers. And then you have the injury concerns. I mean, you know, he's, what, 36-ish or so right now? I, I don't know. I don't like him as more than a fringe matchup play as a quarterback for fantasy. I'm the type of guy who waits on my quarterback almost always. I wouldn't touch him before, say, round 10, 11, 12 range, depending on the depth of your league and so forth. Yeah, I was almost going to jump in there. I, don't, I can't even name a tight end on their team. I don't know if I've heard of, of any of the Jay's tight ends. Sternberger. Yeah, do you, <laughs> he was the, the hell guy. Is that? But, well, he was my favorite sleeper tight end this year, truthfully. He really oh, was. Oh, but then it. he was put on the COVID-19 reserve list for you know, two to three weeks. And he's so far behind the curve right now. He's fallen out of favor. He's probably not going to have a shot at winning the starting job entering the year. That means it's basically a guessing game beyond, you know, uh, the immediate Devontae Adams look in the receiving core. And after that, Alan Lazard's about the only guy of any interest in, you know, investing any type of draft capital in right now. Yeah. And still Lazard almost feels like a flyer still. Totally. Know? Yeah, he totally is. Yeah. You know, another guy with the Packers that, you know, I always kind of wrestle with when I'm, when I'm in my drafts, it's, it's Aaron Jones. And cause he, he can win you games. He can lose you games. Sometimes he'll, he'll get 15 carries for like 10 yards sometimes. And then other times he'll get, 20 carries for 140 yards and score a bunch of touchdowns like he seems like he's so up and down uh but where do you think he fits in the running back pecking order wow you know that's crazy to me right now because he's all over the place i've seen him go as early as about eight or nine overall in a 12 team draft and as uh, late as the early third round i would safely say if you can get him around picks 18 19 20 somewhere in there you're doing okay value wise there is that concern with aj Dillon coming in to possibly steal touchdowns and let's face it that was the bread and butter for aaron jones last year he really wasn't that great outside of finding the end zone yeah you don't you don't you want to stay away from those touchdown vultures i don't like the sound of that at all um would you be okay if you end up with him as your first running back drafted if you if you're drafting your team are you okay with that or, or would that worry you 
I did that in one league, and it's the best ball format where you don't actually set the lineup. It just takes your best players throughout this, you know, every week throughout the season. I'm not excited about it, but you know, when you come away with having the combination of like Michael Thomas and Aaron Jones, you can't really complain too much. You mentioned the lack of kind of targets for Rodgers. We all know about Devontae Adams. His his touchdown volume potential makes me feel like you can't really wait. If you if you want to get your hands on Adams, you can't really wait on him, right? He's not going to be around for long because he's got potential to be to put up Michael Thomas numbers. Well, I don't know if I'd go that extreme. Yeah, yeah that's too that's <laughs> too aggressive. He, he absolutely is a top ten pick, whether it's PPR or standard scoring. The double digit touchdowns virtually a lock at this point, barring an injury with uh, either Adams or Aaron Rodgers. I don't see a way he isn't the top ten fantasy player this year. All right, so you did mention Lazard, and you you mentioned the tight end, who I'm sorry, I still have never heard. I, I can't even repeat his name right now. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> are, are there any other like late flyers on the Packers that we could talk about, or, or, uh, or are we really digging? I would say if you're in a league where you are just looking for depth, say it's a deep league, 14 teams, 16 teams, or 20-man roster, or something crazy extreme, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling isn't that far off of the radar of being draftable right now. Uh, Robert Tanyan, if you're in a best ball format, could be an interesting tight end play. I think Mercedes Lewis technically ends up being the starter, but he's far more of a blocker than a pass catcher. Tanyan has a little bit of athleticism to athleticism to him. Whereas I, I just keep coming back to Sternberger though, with that tight end flyer, he is the one guy across the entire you know spectrum of Packers players here. If I'm taking that shot in the dark at the end of my draft at any point, it's going to be Sternberger. I, I really believe him. He was a third round pick last year. He has the athleticism. He has the hands. He has the wherewithal to get it done. He's just behind the curve. He lost three weeks in what was a, you know, I mean, the craziest, most unprecedented offseason for learning in the history of football, right? So, right. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you talked about earlier about your you love to wait for your quarterback, so you're not going to get in there and mix it up for Lamar Jackson or Mahomes or, or any of these guys. How late are you waiting, and, and who are you trying to snatch up? Are you, are you waiting and hoping like a guy like Roethlisberger, who I think is going to you know, drop pretty far down, or a guy like Rivers? You know, who, who are you targeting in the late rounds? I don't know how comfortable I'd be with either of those guys specifically as a starter. If I'm waiting where my first quarterback selection is, say, after the 10th or 11th round, then I'm playing the matchup game the entire season. I am not going into the season thinking this one guy is my starter week in, week out. I have been finding myself lately, depending on where some of these mid-range guys like Matt Ryan, I've seen him go so early where I'm like, I'm not going to invest. And I've seen him fall into the eighth or ninth round where I'm like, hey, I'm willing to pay that price for a Matt Ryan because you can just plug him into your lineup and you know what you're going to get almost every week. But specifically, I tend to find myself waiting to about rounds nine or ten picking the matchup guys and rotating. I have no problem. If I have a strong core of running backs receivers, I'm completely comfortable and confident in my ability to find the right matchup of a quarterback week in a week out. What do you think about Cam Newton? Wow. <laughs> I was, I've never been a big Cam Newton guy. Obviously he's, you know, liked in the leagues that favor rushing ability. I'm very skeptical about how much he'll be able to run the football this year. I'm also obviously skeptical about the arm and the shoulder, and he's had two major injuries in each of the last two years, has to learn a complex system. I don't know that I would draft him as a starter, but if you want him as a starter, that's pretty much the price you have to pay right now. Mm. And then my last non-Packers question as we we kind of wrap this up is, uh, you know, the Buccaneers, I can't help but think – 
you know, on paper, I just feel like they're like fantasy gold, right? Like Godwin, Mike Evans, Brady, you got Gronk over there, uh, Jones, like it's just like a, it's like a gold mine over at the Bucks. But are, are you buying that? Is like the fantasy hype with the Bucks real? Wow. I, it depends on what time of the day you ask me. <laughs> I wrestle exactly. with that question constantly and it comes down to two things. Okay. I, one being obviously Tom Brady stays healthy. Let's just assume he does. comes down to two things. How much do they let Tom Brady have input in the offense on a weekly basis? And how much do they change their route system for Tom Brady? Uh, the old, uh, you know, chuck it down the field style of Bruce Arians football. That's not Tom Brady. He's a dink and dunk, make, you know, make uh, matchups uh, that he can exploit with uh, throwing receivers open, things of that nature. I just don't know how much I can see that system working to what Tom Brady is physically. If they're willing to let Tom Brady do his thing and mold the system around him, I don't have any you know, doubt that they can be a, you know, a wealth of fantasy success for you know, all of the positions. That's Corey Bonini bringing us the uh, the knowledge uh, of the huddle.com. Uh, and Corey, before I let you go, I know you're going to be working with us on, on the podcast for the uh, NFL Wire series. And uh, on especially on this podcast, too, people are going to hear your fantasy advice throughout the season, those who are tuning in. Um, just talk about that. Talk about what people could expect from, uh, you know, our the huddle segments that are going to be dropping down and, and how excited you are to be doing this. Well, this is season 24 online for the huddle. We have collectively probably over a hundred years of fantasy football experience that, with our top, with our top three guys. I was going to say, is that when fantasy was born 24 years ago? Like it feels no, like, it, you know, no, no fantasy earlier. actually came about in the uh, early to mid 1960s in the front office of the Raiders actually. Um, that's a whole different story. But uh, in terms of the Internet and its popularity, yes, that's about when it started really picking up. I've been doing this professionally since 2002, so I would like to think that a few I've learned a few things through the years. But, uh, you know, it's just consistency. That's what we bring at the huddle. We're there. You know, we're there every single day, you know, morning, noon and night, grinding away, constantly bouncing ideas off of our staff and you know, trying to come up with what makes the most sense and going from there and taking smart gambles. Anybody can say something wild and crazy and see what happens. And, you know, occasionally it sticks to the wall and they look great. But to consistently get it right, that that's a testament to what we've done to be in business for 24 years. He's Corey Bonini of the huddle.com. Corey, uh, I'm going to try not to let you be a stranger. I might bug you. I might try to get you on more because I really do enjoy these conversations. Uh, but thanks so much for joining me. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting this podcast going, man. Excellent. Anytime. It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of SportsbookWire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast. And here's what you need to know about the season opener between the Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs. The Super Bowl 54 champs are favored by 9.5 points with the over-under set at 54.5. Both numbers have already been bet down since they were first released, along with the 2020 NFL schedule in mid-May. The Texans beat the Chiefs 31-24 in a Week 6 meeting last season. Seven of the Chiefs' 12 wins in 2019 came by at least 10 points. While the Texans lost three games by at least 10 last season, one of those was in Week 17 with QB A.J. McCarron under center. I like the Texans to cover and keep it within nine, take the under as well on a number inflated by the hype of the season opener and a tantalizing quarterback matchup between Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. 
Check out sportsbookwire.com for more with all odds from BetMGM Sportsbook. Subscribe to BetSuffin Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So that's going to be our show. Next week, we'll take a deeper dive into the state of the Green Bay Packers, entering what is an awesome week one matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. I know I speak for Zach Cruz, the Packers Wire website, when I say we're excited to bring you fresh content and analysis each week during what promises to be an NFL season like no other. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Ryan O'Leary. I'll talk to you next week. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.